we were watching Home Alone over Christmas. I went like that and Stacey was immediately like, no, no, I get it, I get it. The old man helping him is like Yoda. It's, it's about all of this and I know the parents are absent and I get it, it's the same story. Can we please just watch Joe Pesci fall over some toys? You know, like... <laughs> Hey Rob, how you doing? Hey Kev, good, you? <laughs> yes, very good, thanks. So we're doing this across basically your Facebook and I think, is, is it on my Facebook as well? Did we manage to link that up? Yeah. My well, YouTube. My, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing this crazy thing where we're across loads of different social media things, <laughs> loads of different social media channels. Um, but for, for anyone listening who, who doesn't know, sort of, we're doing like a live podcast for my podcast at the bit so i'm going to do my introduction I, I do anyway for people who are listening to this on on the podcast right now um for people that are already here you can see who my guest is already but ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and everything in between welcome to the kevin clifton show and i've got a very special guest for this week um he's we've had him on before in fact episode one of this podcast um was this man interviewing me about all of my problems and anxieties and insecurities and and sort of uh, we talked a lot about mindset and um and sort of ways of um thinking to to move forward in life and achieve what you want to achieve and that kind of thing he's a mentor of mine he's the host of the disruptive entrepreneur podcast he's written i forget how many books now uh, quite a lot of books he'll tell me in a minute <laughs> um but yeah he's uh, a businessman an entrepreneur and gives a lot of coaching and mentoring to um to other people in in business and in property and in entrepreneurship and in sort of mindset i guess um ladies and gentlemen boys and girls everything in between it's mr rob moore welcome back to the show rob thanks kev and do you know what? You are um, the only person, along with Grant Cardone and Dr. John Martini, who's been on my podcast, I think, three times now. Nice but, one. Um, disruptive entrepreneur as well. So um, it's good to be on your show again. Thank you. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I know how, uh, how highly you regard those guys. So, so that's a compliment. Um, so sort of what I wanted to talk about... Um, Today, today on the on the podcast because um, we, we've we've talked a lot, like I say, about sort of um, mindset and and just shifting our thinking to think in different ways in terms of what we want to do with our lives and, and and how to achieve it and, and and go forward. And you talk a lot on your podcast. We had an event in December where we talked about sort of. Um, about values and turning your your passion, like figuring out what your actual passion is, and then turning that into. Uh, profession and and i think obviously it's been a, it's been a mad year for everyone 2020 was uh, i mean certainly the craziest year of of my life and it will be for uh, a lot of people if we start with with 2020 because i want to sort of talk about um 2020 what what we've learned from 2020 and and you know if we've had any changes in our sort of mi mindset during 2020 and then we'll move on to 21 and of how we can approach this next year off off the back of it so for you um like we talked about now that we've got all this time in 2020 um because before you know we didn't have this kind of um time someone just said rob has lovely eyes <laughs> put it on the screen <laughs> sorry kev <laughs> um which for anyone listening he he really does <laughs> which is why we keep inviting him back <laughs> um so yeah we talk about how we have all this time and and in, in 2020 people have had a lot more time on their hands and we, we said that there's a lot of people that before 2020 would say, if only I had time, um, I would do this. I would, you know, learn Chinese or I'd learn a musical instrument or I would write a book or I would, you know, just I would do this. I'd be creative, you know, with this, blah, 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 blah. But then when you actually get the time, you end up not doing that. You end up doing other things. And that's a, a clearer way of um showing you to yourself your own values and your own passions like the, the things that you actually do not the things you say you do um you're a very busy guy in 2020 have you first of all with what you do have you found yourself with more time on your hands like 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 everyone else and if so have you had any sort of 
re realizations or reevaluations of you know passions of yours or things you know maybe in 2019 you thought yeah i'm doing this and this is what i want and then with time in 2020 you've thought actually it's more of this that i'm that i'm looking for now i'm going to head towards that yeah so um 2020 i found to be the most divisive year mm. and you know a lot of people say it's been a bad year but it's also been a good year in many ways and i think that's important and i think kev you and i both I think have, follow a similar attitude. You know, everything has an upside and a downside. Mm. So I, I started to do really long walks upside of the lockdown. Um, I connected much more with my family and spent much more time with my family upside of the lockdown. Kev, how many years had you been saying to me, I'm, I'm never having a day off, I'm working all the time. Mm. If I could just have some time off, if I could just have some time to do my other projects, because I think your followers and fans will probably now know you've got other projects. Mm. And of course, the lockdown enabled you to do that. And I know you actually quite enjoyed the first sort of bit of the lockdown. Obviously, mm. we're respectful of the virus and it's not nice, but... Yeah, you wish it was different circumstances. but Exactly. Yeah. But what it, so what it did is it gave us a time to reevaluate, whether we were on furlough and at home or like you, Kevin, your industry, you couldn't work or whether it just disrupted us, you know, and it sort of shocked us. So mm. I had the same experience as everyone else. But what I try and do as quickly as I can, and sometimes it's hard, but as quickly as I can, I try and say, what's the upside in the downside? Mm. Obviously, the downsides are, are obvious. So I created um, online courses and turned all my face-to-face -face courses from my company online. Now, I thought we could be in trouble, Kev, being honest with you, I thought our business would be really hit. We do around about 850 live events a year, and we had to cancel virtually every single one of them from March to December. But we created new online courses on a weekly basis, reached a new global audience. Um, so that was um, ended up being good. So um, what I suppose I did was um, made sure I spent more time with my family, I work from home a lot anyway, but work from home all the time, which is great. Mm. You can't see, but I built a home studio here. Obviously, you can see we've got a, a new backdrop. Mm. But, you know, so I built a home studio. Um, I wrote an, another book. I've been on Clubhouse for the last sort of 12 days straight for many hours a day. So, yeah, I've been able to fill my time with other things which are useful and valuable. And for 2021, I'm actually quite excited because I think that there are opportunities, you know, with social media platforms. I think there's going to be a lot more people online. I think things like e-commerce and, you know, selling online and, um, like I said, Clubhouse. And um, ju I just think there's a lot of opportunity now. Mm, mm. Um, but, of course, it was a journey, Kev. I, I, mentors of mine in the past, I was mentored by James Kahn. Um, from Dragon's Den and Dr. John Demartini. Um, and, you know, those people would say things like, observe the masses and do the opposite. Mm. Or Warren Buffett would say, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Mm. Um, you know, be contrarian, move away from the crowd. And that's exactly the opportunity we all have. People in your space, Kev, how can they disrupt and do something different? Maybe they do online gigs. Obviously, a lot of people are doing online dance schools. Mm. We're talking about how you can grow your social media brand. Mm. So, yeah, I, got, I basically got a bit of a free ticket, I suppose, to go and explore some of those other things, like growing my brand globally, which I've been trying to do for years, but not really put enough effort and energy into it. I've met more Americans in the last 10 days than I have in the last 10 years via clubhouse and that's mm. the next country that i want to grow my brand in so that's just a little bit of a sort of um an insight into yes i've changed focus the journey of going from sort of the fear i i, I talk about six stages of change in my book opportunity mm. and the first stage is always denial <laughs> and i went through that there's not going to be a lockdown <laughs> this, this virus is you know made up and, of course, uh, the quicker you can get through that stage, the quicker you can get through into actually the stages of change. Hmm. Kevin looks cute, never changes. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. I think Carrie felt guilty for complimenting me. So yeah, yeah, one throw in one in. <laughs> um, so, 
So actually, let's just before I go on with the, the questions I had had for you, because you've mentioned it and, you, and you've and you've said to me as well, oh, you should join this thing, Clubhouse. I've joined it. I've absolutely no idea what it is or what its function is. What? Um, yeah. And someone else has just said, what is Clubhouse? What? Tell me what it is. <laughs> so um, it's an audio social media app where all the content is delivered in audio form, like a podcast. How okay. it's different for a podcast is you go in a live room online, a bit like you go in a, a group on Facebook, and there are people in there in that live room discussing a subject. So, mm. Kev, you could start a room tonight and say, you know, um, dancing room with Kevin Clifton, and anyone who's interested in that can come in. And you'll mm. talk and just share your insights, and then people can raise their hand, and then they can ask a question, and it's all in audio format. Now, honestly, the people that are on it are really addicted to it. Um, Isabella's just made the point that she's right. Tommy Franzen's in there. Um, mm. A lot of the big American influencers are in there. And they, they're all getting addicted to it. And I think the reason people love it is, one, it's an honest medium because, um, you know, you're talking to each other in real time. I like doing that. Um, someone has asked, are we doing this live? Kaz has asked. Yeah, this is actually live. The good thing about live content is it's real and it's honest. If mm. this was a pre-record, we could edit out the messy bits. Mm. You know, you're obviously doing your hair there a lot, so we can make your hair look good <laughs> and all of that. Just seeing what a state it looks. I haven't really touched it today. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a very honest format in that it's on audio. But, uh, Kev, I know you're a massive fan of podcasts as well as yeah. having your own. And the great thing about podcasts is you can do it while walking, running, you know, you're you're in the kitchen after and clean the kitchen doing it, um, in the gym, in the car. And it's the same with Clubhouse. You can do that in the gym, in the car. Now, Clubhouse have been really clever with the way they launched this in that they didn't let everyone in at once. And you had to get invited by someone. Right. And, and Kev, I, I, you know, I got um, you invited in by Kieran. Yeah. Now, people are, are selling invites on eBay and people are making money out of the invites. No way. Because we all want to get into a club that we're not yeah. in. Everyone yeah, else like is going, oh, you've got to be in this club. Well, I've like got a to VIP club, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so what's happening is there's this massive demand of people that want to get in but can't get in. So everyone's talking about it outside. But it is very addictive. It's like it's like listening to a podcast on your favorite subject, but live with the producer, and you get to ask them questions. So that's what Clubhouse mm. is. My username okay. is at Rob Moore. What's your username, Kev? At Kevy Clifton, like it is on everything. Ke Kevy. Kevy. Yeah, yeah K-E-V-I is, is pretty much my username on everything. Kevy Clifton, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to get more in, into that then. I'll have some more questions in that sort of zone um later on but going back to sort of the the 2020 and coping with 2020 um did you have you know you, you said um you know that there were moments when you thought oh this is going to really hit the business and, and and that sort of thing did you have any moments of like proper anxiety like i know a lot of people have had a lot of anxiety you know mental health will be a big thing that people will be talking about um coming out of 2020 and how people have coped with it not just with you know, work situations, but also, um, you, know, you know, just not being able to see people and, and, and family and, and that kind of thing. It's, it's been a very difficult time. And, um, you know, do you have those, because I, I see you as a very motivated guy. And, and like you said, you're always looking for the, the opportunity or the, you know, the, like you said, the upside of, of the downside. It's like, okay, this is a terrible situation, but what what's the good that can come out of it? And, and I see you like that. Do you ever have any moments of anxiety? And if so, what do you, what's your sort of go-to? What do you do about it? What's your plan of action? Because I, I know you're not like a huge fan of, say, like meditation. And it's like ev everyone does it in, in different ways. Some people go, right, when I'm feeling anxiety, I have to go meditate. And, and I, I do meditate every day. I, 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 I can't honestly say that, um, that every day, you know, I'll get anxiety and I'll meditate and everything's calm again. You know, it's sort of a practice thing. But like what gets you out of a, out of a slump? What, get, what keeps you going when you're feeling that? So when the lockdown first happened and I'd gone beyond denial stage and I actually knew it was happening, I did have a wobble, if you like. I had maybe a few days where I was like, 
this is scary. Mm. You know, my overheads in my business can be up to a million pounds a month, i.e. my costs. So, you know, even though I have some cash reserves, I, I worked out how long it, that it could be. And I thought, blimey, I could burn a lot of cash here. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> That's not very nice. That's, that's quite an outlay every month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A million a month just to, you know, be able to <laughs> eat a cracker or something. Um, so, And what your brain does is it goes into doomsday mode. Oh, I might hmm. burn this amount of cash. Oh, this might happen. Oh, that might happen. Oh, oh, oh. And, and, and I did have that moment. I think, I've done a lot of personal development over the last 15 years. I've tried to work on my mindset. Um, and I am an emotional guy. I feel emotions very strongly. So I wouldn't say anxiety. Yeah, maybe it, in me, it normally manifests in just a bit of a pit in my stomach. And um, yeah, I suppose just some fear, Kev. Mm. Um, now, I'm not the, the best meditator. I, I do try it and I'm going to work on it. But um, what I am good at is fixing things. So whenever I get into that stage of anxiety or worry or fear, I'm like, okay, um, what do I need to fix so that I get rid of the fear? So anxiety is often um, an imagined perception of something bad happening in the future. You know, it's anticipating a bad event that's going to give you emotional pain. So what I'll try and do is either face it by dealing with it head on as quickly as I can or fix it or solve it, because then once you've done the thing, the pain goes away or you realize I wasn't as bad as I thought. The challenge with something huge like the lockdown and COVID is you can't control that. So when you can control something like your behavior, your relationships, what you offer as a product, you feel that you've got some locus of control and you can uh, uh, impact and affect the outcome. But when it's a pandemic on a global level, you don't know how long you're going to be locked down and you don't know how long you're not going to be able to go out on tour. That's harder because you can't control it. So when it's way out of my control, which usually things aren't, but when it's way out of control, what I'll tend to do is go, OK, what's the upside? So anxiety is seeing or feeling more downside than upside because it's worry and worry mm. is negative, not positive. So if you were to say to yourself, so I'll give you a uh, you example. Let's say, Kev, um, you were good. You, I know you decided not to do Strictly, but let's say you, were, you decided to do Strictly. You were all in on it. You'd already spent the money, you know, that you were going to get paid for it. Um, and then it's taken away from you. And you're like, oh, you, you know, you can't dance. You can't. OK, so what you would do is go, what's the upside to this? What's mm. the equal benefit? Okay, get to spend more time with Stacey, get to spend more time at home, get to write my my books and content, get to do an online dance school, get to get that rest that I haven't had for – because you have had awful issues with your shins, haven't you, doing so much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. your shins repair, you get to plan your next 10 years of content, you get to do more social media. You um, started posting a lot more on your Facebook page, didn't you, Kev? You get the support mm -hmm. status unlocked. You start to monetize social media. You go on more podcasts as a guest. You post more on Instagram. You build way more followers on social media. And when you actually think about it, there's loads of upsides. There's actually equal upsides to downsides because I believe, you know, the universe is in perfect balance. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist as it does. So when things are bad but i can control it i just try and fix the problem really freaking quick mm. um, and then when things are bad and they're out of my control i try and see what the gift and the upside is and like we've all been in a bad relationship a partnership or an emotional relationship maybe for example maybe we got rejected we got dumped and, and we were in a lot of pain but we look back in five years and went you know what that was the best thing that happened to me we've all done that look back and at the time you thought it was awful, but you go, that was the best thing that happened to me. Well, wisdom is being able to see it in the moment. I, ah, okay, this is a gift, has equal upside. This is the best thing that could happen to me right now and seeing it in the moment. And then when you see the upside, the anxiety goes because you're seeing mm. the benefit. Mm. I see. Yeah, so it's just, it's, it's another version of just um, 
being present, isn't it? You know, in that sort of Eckhart Tolle sense, he says, you know, don't don't live in the future worrying all the time or live in the past, um, you know, worrying about something that's that, that's happened. It's just it's about being present. And when he speaks, it, it feels very, you know, very sort of um, meditative and, uh, oh. you know, yeah, yeah, calm. But you're but you're essentially you're essentially saying the same thing, to, like in, in in a different way. It's just it is about being present. And okay, that hasn't happened. There's there's no there's no point in worrying about that, like you said, because you can't control it. Yeah. Mm. So heading into 2021, what's your general vibe at the moment? Are you, are you feeling positive? Are you feeling energetic about 2021? Are you are you think there's still going to be some tough times what's your what for you what's your general vibe right now okay so i'm really excited i love the new year i always get juiced up for the new year setting loads of goals thinking bigger doing new things i haven't done before um i like the unknown a lot of people don't like the unknown but if you knew your future that would ruin it immediately Mm. if you think about it i mean we all kind of want to know but if I, if I told you exactly what's going to happen for your 2021 care, you'd be like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Might as well not bother then. You've just told me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I actually like the uncertainty. Mm. And that's actually turning the uncertainty of a negative into a positive. I'm really excited about the Clubhouse app. I'm getting sort of 12, 1,300 organic followers a day, engaging with some really great people. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm taking my brand into the US and my company, Global. Um, so I'm really excited about that as well. Um, of course, I'm concerned for humanity. You know, the stuff with, the, you know, the sort of riots somewhat incited by Donald Trump and the whole mm. divided nature of politics, mm. the possibility that this, you know, um, we could be underestimating this pandemic or that the government could have overdone it either way. You know, I'm concerned, of course, for humanity, but if you're to look on a humanitarian level, if every downside has an upside, this needed to happen for humanity. You know, how many of us go about our day not being grateful for what we have? Mm. And now that we're locked down for months, when we go out, we'll be grateful to go to a live gig. We'll be grateful to eat in a restaurant, Kev. In that little window of mm. opening between lockdowns, you and I had, you know, that nice sushi dinner. Yeah. Um, and, and I just felt really grateful to be able to go out and have dinner with you. Yeah. Um, I'd, have, I'd have been happy going out and having dinner on my own because we haven't been <laughs> able to do that. Being grateful that you can, like homeschooling, I just want to say a shout out to all the mums and dads. Um, homeschooling is really hard. If you think it's really hard for you, remember you're not alone. It's really hard for everyone. Shout out to you. But when your kids are 25 and they've left home, and you're bored and lonely with your husband or wife who doesn't have any teeth and you don't like them anymore, you're going to wish that your kids were back at home (laughs) messing the house up and you were going to be wishing that you were homeschooling them. So, Kev, what you said about um, presence is exactly right. Mm. So anxiety is a worry about the future. Guilt is a regret of the past. If we live in the present, so, for example, right now, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not thinking about, you know, the series I'm going to watch at nine o'clock when we finish. I'm not thinking about what I was doing an hour ago. I've got no devices distracting me. I'm here with you and I'm really enjoying it. But if I was like, oh, I've got to worry about what's going on afterwards. Oh, shit, it was a a really ruinous day. Mm. I actually wouldn't enjoy what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, and, And I think that that's really important. So I'd just like to say to everyone, Set some goals for 2020. Shoot for something. Or for 2021, even. Or even 2021, <laughs> if you want. Thanks, Kev. You could have just pretend. Because <laughs> I can tell you something about 2020. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, that would be a delusion. Um, I've become good friends with Mark Victor Hansen, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. He sold oh, 500 million books. And he says you've got to set at least 99 goals. You know, five isn't enough. Set 99 goals, the be goals, the do goals, the have goals, the travel goals, the health goals, the wealth goals, all of the goals. If you mm. if you achieve 50 goals out of 100, that's better than two out of three. So set some goals yeah. for the year. Understand that there's going to be equal upside to downside. As an entrepreneur speaking, I'm going to be getting more connections online. I'm going to be getting more customers online. I'm going to be generating more revenue online and on social media. I'm going to be doing courses in countries I never did courses before. So, yeah, I'm really excited for 2021. 
Mm. Respectfully, though, yeah. I know other people have got it hard. Yeah. 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 Of course. Um, yeah, I think that's a really cool point that, that you said about um, the, the, the gratitude thing and just be, being grateful for things that we can do and things that we have got. Um, like I'm, I'm experiencing at the moment, you know, because obviously we're all in sort of um, lockdown and um, I'm exercising a lot more at the moment. I'm like work, working out, I'm going on, on runs. And I sort of said from January the 1st, this is what I'm going to do. And we'll talk about this in a minute, like sort of habit changes and like, right, you know, setting out a routine. Um, but like at the moment, just um, so there's um, the lad who lives next door, um, my next door neighbor, he wants to go running as well. So he'll text me because we're sort of allowed to do that. We're allowed to go out and, you know, do some exercise and, and come back, you know, socially distant. Um, he, he goes, you fancy going for a run? And it's like, it, it, it's, it's like to me at the moment when we go for that run, it's like when you've been planning your birthday party for a month and it's like, <laughs> it's your birthday party now. It's like when texts me and goes, let's go for a run. And it's like, it's so exciting. And, and I think that's a really interesting point because we've all, we've all learned to just go, oh, actually, we, there's so much stuff that we took for granted. But now, you know, even just going for a run um with with a mate is is like is a really nice thing to do and i think we will all appreciate things a lot more going into 2021 but so when it comes to like habit changes and, and stuff i i've i sort of go in cycles where i'm i'm in a sort of state of right i'm going after everything sort of like a beast mode you know like this this is it i'm go this is all the stuff that i want to achieve and i'm going to go and achieve it now um and, and cycles of, oh, God, I just don't want to do anything, you know, whatever. I decided that I was going to go back into that zone from January the 1st. I know it's very cliche because it's New Year, but that's sort of what it's about. Um, you know, everyone should in New Year, I think. And, and, and for me, it's, it's not just um, setting goals like I'm going to achieve this by this time or, you know, I'm going to, um, you know, whatever. I'm going to write a book by this date or, or whatever. Um, it's in the like broken down habit, daily habits of, you know, what am I going to do tomorrow? And what I've, what I've started doing is like, which I never really did before, but I like, it's like, I've got just a notebook and I sort of turn it into a diary, I guess, but I'll write down the date of, of like tomorrow's date. And I'll write down the list of stuff that I am going to do tomorrow, which I wasn't doing before and therefore wasn't ending up doing all this stuff that I kept saying I was going to do. So, you know, just right. But even if you know you're going to do it anyway, even if you know you're going for a run with the guy from next door at two o'clock, like just still write it down because then it becomes like real. Like, so I've, I've taken to writing out a day, like wake up at this time, drink a juice for breakfast, like exactly what I'm going to have. And I've, I've decided I'm having juices for breakfast now. I've got myself a Nutribullet. Um, work out, stretch, meditate, work on episode three of that TV drama I'm writing. So very specific, you know, like episode three, I'm setting out the, the plot, you know, blah, 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 blah. Do you have a, um, a similar thing? Because I find that it, just having that structure of these are the things I'm going to do on that day. It's like one, you're more likely to do it. And two, it sort of gives you some sort of discipline, even if it's just something as simple as I'm going to have juice for breakfast. It, it, it's like, you know, that's not like a goal, but it's, it sort of forces you into a discipline. And, and, and when you're going through that, I find that you're more likely to do everything. If, if you're more, if you do the small things every day, do you have anything like that? What, do you have any like particular habits or, and have you got any new ones for 21? Yes. So I think it's great that you're doing that, Kev, because in lockdown, it would be easy just to do not much in a mm. day and kind of atrophy. Yeah. Um, you need to be really careful with that. I, a lot of people who are in furlough, at first they thought, oh, that's great, but they've really atrophied. You know, they've put on weight. They've got a bit more lethargic. So I think that's a great thing. So I believe that routine equals results and discipline equals freedom. So let me say that again. Routine equals results and discipline equals freedom. I actually wrote a book called Routine Equals Results. So my diary is very exact and compartmentalized every day. Um, now, some people are going to go, oh, this is a bit restrictive, but it's only restrictive if it's someone else's routine. But if it's your routine that you've tested, it actually, like I said, discipline equals freedom. 
So, yeah, I get up at the same time. I go and have the same coffee. I do the same, you know, work in the morning. I do my workout at the same time. I do my walks and calls at the same time. I do my social media at the same time. I do my um, live videos. By the way, Kev, the reason I missed our 7 p.m. slides because I nearly always do videos at 8. So oh, I right. <laughs> 8 o'clock. So that's how routined I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I missed it. So, yeah, absolutely, I do plan my day in a quite a, a regimented way. Now, mm. I'll just give some people a bit of a suggestion. The reason I believe that discipline equals freedom is that um, there's also a saying I really like, which is um, e- do easy things for a hard life or do hard things for an easy life. So, you know, you and Stacey won strictly mm. and you worked really hard, really hard. I know you said that Stacey was the hardest working dancer you'd ever danced with. And yeah. she was just a really hard worker. And obviously in her career, she's a really hard worker. Well, if she didn't work hard and she didn't win, she wouldn't have all the upsides of winning and that feeling and all the opportunities that it brings. Mm. So hard now, like really hard workout, really hard run doing that task that you're like, oh, this is the last thing I want to do. I want to put this off forever. When you do hard now, you get easy later. But when you take the easy route now, I won't bother with the healthy juice. I'll just, you know, Mm. drink some rubbish. I won't bother with the run. Jamie can bugger off. (laughs) I, I won't bother doing this work. I'll just watch Netflix. That's easy now. But, of course, it makes your life harder later. So tackle those hard tasks or those overwhelming tasks early. This is another way to get rid of pain. So, you know, no one likes being in pain and I don't like experiencing real pain. So um, the reason I'm pretty good at fixing problems straight away and doing hard things is because I don't like to feel that pain all the time. So, you know, like if you've got to have a really hard conversation with someone, I don't really like that. I know yeah. you're not mega on conflict either. We're quite no. similar like that. Mm. But the mm. longer you put it off, you're thinking about it all day, every day. It's just building up and building up and getting worse. Pick up the phone. Sorry, I have to let you go to a staff member or, you know, have a hard conversation with someone. It feels horrible in the moment. But afterwards, you're like, oh, I did it. Mm. I feel mm. really good. And I'm not going to be thinking about it for the next week. Mm. So, yes, I have a very, um, you know, I was going to say strict. It's not strict, but a clear routine. I've done lots of testing of what work to do when and what coffee to drink when and when to eat and when to (laughs) rest. And that's really important, almost Mm. OCD style. Mm. And then facing those hard things and doing them early. If you get a couple of pretty meaty tasks done early, you're going to feel good by lunchtime. And that'll probably give you some momentum for the rest of the day. Mm. And you know what you were just saying then specifically about like, sort of um, what coffee to have at what time, da, 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 you know, all of that stuff that you're, that you're sort of really, like say, almost OCD about. Um, is that like a science that works across the board or do you think that's different for everyone, that everyone has to test themselves? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100% the second okay. is something that everyone has to test themselves. I'll give you an example. Um, in business and entrepreneurship, they're always talking about the 5 a.m. club and you've got to get up at 5 a.m. And if you don't get up at 5 a.m., you're a loser. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump and Margaret Thatcher and all the successful people, they don't have much sleep. They have four hours sleep. They get up at 4 a.m. And I tried getting up at 4 a.m. It didn't work. Artists, creatives, they often work really well late at night and their best time isn't early. It's late. Mm. I wrote about all this in Routine Equals Results, your different circadian rhythms the night owl versus, you know, the, um, the person that gets up really early. So the, the, the best thing I can say is for a few weeks, just do some tests. Get up at a different time, go to bed at a different time, go try seven hours, eight hours, nine hours, probably not six hours because I think the, the, the science is showing now that might not be enough. Test your amount of time that you sleep. Test whether you sleep in complete darkness or with a little bit of light. I tested, you know, Cafe Nero, Starbucks, Costa, Nespresso. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I did. And like, if I have a medium skinny cappuccino extra shot, I get a really good buzz. It lasts for a long time and I don't get a crash. If I had an espresso, <laughs> I'd have a buzz for 12 seconds and then I'd have a massive headache for two hours. Mm. So, you know, just because we all react, react differently to different things. So, yeah, I figured out the ideal time to get up, the ideal time to go to bed. 
my crash times are sort of 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. So I know I don't ever do interviews or even look at people or go in the public at that time. Because So, yeah, I, I think that that's what my book, Routine Equals Results, is all about. It's about testing your because there's a lot of pressure from society. Well, maybe mm. society's not. Maybe we feel it's not there, but you've got mm. to work these amount of hours. You've got mm. to compete with everyone else. You've got to mm. beat everyone else. And comparison is often the thief of joy. Mm. Having your routine that you go, you know what? It doesn't really matter how hard they're hustling. It doesn't really matter what they're putting on social media about being in the 5 a.m. club. I've got a good routine for me. I've become such a diva on this, Kev, because it's such a big thing. We have a Costa coffee machine that has its own suitcase. And if I go to countries where there is no <laughs> coffee, then I have a whole suitcase that I take with me with a Costa coffee machine in it. Because it's that important to you, to your routine. You, you know how you function. Exactly. I'll lose three hours of, of like feeling energized a day. I'll have headaches. Um, and the, okay, okay, I probably am a bit. I only have two coffees a day, by the way, and I'm sounding like a complete junkie here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how much of a difference it makes. It weekends, I get up at the same time, so I'm not having massive long lay-ins in the weekend. Apparently, that's actually not good for your um, circadian rhythm and your mental health. You, you know, if you study the science. So yeah, I'll even get up at sort of five thirty, six a.m. on a on a weekend. Wow. Yeah, because I think there's also something in, not, not just the like, okay, I've figured out that this works for me in terms of like, I've got more energy or I'm more productive or, you know, um, you know the, these, these kind of things, you know, I will, you know, if, if I'm writing, like, oh, I will write better if I do this. There, there's, there's that aspect of it. But also just, just the, the idea and practice of having a routine, like, like puts you in a different zone somehow like like for me um you, you know that um a, a couple of years, well over a couple of years ago in, in in 2018 at one point i i stopped drinking and 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 it got to a point where people were going you know i'd be out with people or whatever and I'd just have a drink you'll be you'll be fine and whatever and it's like no i know like the world's not going to end if i have a drink like it's it's not it's actually less about that it, it's more about like, but if I, if I let go of that, I, I've just put this discipline in place now as my routine, like don't, don't drink. If I let go of that and just go, no, it, it'll all be fine. There's a sense for me that it, that will then seep into the routine that will seep into what else do I let go? So subconsciously, if, if I go, oh, all right, then I'll be fine. And then to me, it's, it's the same as like, if, if, if I just go, oh, I'll be fine if I don't, like, write today, you know, I'm, I, I want to do this TV drama. And it's like, oh, I'll, I'll yeah, I'm going to do it. And when I'm inspired, I'm going to do it. Or, or when I'm, um, you know, I'll, I'll get it done by the summer. You know, like those kind of goals. Like that's, a, that, that's setting a goal. But I, I find that if I don't have sort of rules in place, like, like um yeah, like, like rules in place for disciplining myself, then it won't get done. But, it, but it's, it's as much actually just the idea of having all these rules that just, just forces you into a different place. Because it's like, if we, don't, if we had the choice of when we're going to study, like when we were at school, none of us would ever pass our exams because we'd just, we'd just do whatever we like. But it's like the rules that are in place, like puts you into, okay, I'm this person that does this. So, so I feel just setting rules, even if it's, even if it's as small as, you know, I'm going to change what I'm going to have for breakfast every morning or, you know, at, at seven o'clock every night, I am going to read a book that is in some way helpful, you know, that I'm not just, you know, even if it's for half an hour, but just, just putting that in place means that you're now a person that is following, that is disciplined. Like that's, that's sort of the way I... I look at, look, look at it. So from January 1st, I'm now going, right, it's 2021. I'm now a disciplined person rather than an undisciplined person. So, so it's like, that's what all these rules are, are, are there for me. What other, what other, um, what other, like, have you got any hard and fast ones? What, what works for you? What, what does like your daily routine look like? So we know you, you're, you have a coffee routine. Are there any other sort of ones that are specifically, you just, I make sure I have to do this or I definitely don't do that. Yeah. So my breakfast is always the same. It's a bowl of porridge with like stevia and half a grenade protein bar. 
So, um, uh, you know, and I have lots of water, drink lots of water. That's important. I do my workout 10 till 11. That's really important. Trying to get a good walk in in the day. And I'll often do calls while I'm doing the walk or listen to podcasts or now be on Clubhouse. That's really important. I'm trying to spend a lot of time with my children. I've got a new addiction of Lego. Um, so okay. I started playing Lego with the kids because that's a great way to connect uh, with your kids. Mm. Do you time that in? Sorry? I was going to say, do you schedule any of that in? Do you go like, I'm going to make sure I spend two hours or, no, you know? No, no, no. The great thing about Lego is it's good for downtime. It's also mm. while I'm on Clubhouse, but the kids buggered off and left me with a Lego and then I got addicted to it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's great. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of little things that are, you know, really important that being – I do actually – a lot of um, entrepreneurs are like, you should never watch TV, you know, it's a drain. And I've watched most of, if not all, of the business documentaries, and I really enjoy them. But I do allow myself at least 45 minutes, but not every day, but four or five days a week, to just watch something that's escapism. Hmm. Um, I think that that's really good. Um, also, I don't like anything really negative. So if it gets like uh, uh, like cruel or um, scary or or whatever, I, I won't watch it because I need I want to protect my positive energy. But yeah, I, mm. I do in my routine like to have a little bit of downtime. Like I, I interviewed the producer and screenwriter for Queen's Gambit yesterday. That was a brilliant series. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. Alan right. Scott, he was really um, really fun, really nice guy. I'm interviewing the producer. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. Have a listen when it's out, and then you should maybe get him as a guest. I'll, I'll hook yeah, you love up that. if you yeah. like it. He's mm. really good. So yeah, I think it's important to have lots of these little things. Now, I want to just say something that you said because I think this is a really important point that you've discovered, Kev. So um, I interviewed a chap called Ed Milet, who's big in America, on my podcast, and he mm. said that he believes that self worth is making promises to yourself and keeping them. So discipline, what you've said, is setting tasks to do and getting them done. Now, if you basically make a commitment to yourself to do something like not drink for a week and you do it, how good do you feel? You feel amazing. Yeah. And what does that mm. do to your self-worth? It goes up. Yeah. But if you keep making these little promises to yourself, this year's going to be better. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat well. And mm. you constantly don't, then mm. your self-worth goes down. Yeah. So set, and, and to start with, just do little ones. I'm going to do a 10 minute walk instead of a, you know, a one hour run or, um, you know, I'm just going to call two or three people I haven't called for a while and have a, you know, an important, but maybe difficult conversation. Or if you're in business, I'm going to do a few sales calls or whatever, but making commitments to yourself and then doing them, that will increase your self-worth. And that's probably why you're really on it at the moment. And it's working for you, Kev, because mm. it makes you feel good about yourself because you mm. can promise. Yeah. Yeah. And even on a daily basis, like you see the, the things that you wrote down for that day, however small they are, and, and you've crossed them out and, and sort of ticked them off and, and gone, I, st I stuck to it. I did it. Th therefore, I can feel good about myself. And I'm, I'm, a, um, I'm a disciplined person, which is, a, which is a good thing. And good things happen when you stick to discipline. Um, just that comment that's just put up on the screen. So true about protecting your positive energy, Rob. That's, that's a point I was going to Go on then. Actually, it was an interesting point that you made because like you sort of do get influenced a lot by obviously what you surround yourself with. Um, therefore, like you can put yourself very much in a certain zone if you're listening to podcasts about a certain thing or if you're watching certain types of documentaries or or films or or, or whatever. And, and I, I like to somehow sometimes get very deep about um you know, Stacey will, Stacey will sort of tell me off because, or not tell me off, but Stacey will get, um, she'll sort of roll her eyes at me when, like, I, I love to sort of analyse everything and I'm very interested in um, human dynamics and the nature of consciousness and, and, and I've been, like, sort of, all, all this stuff about how actually you can look for meaning in any story and a lot of the stories are actually the same. Harry Potter to Star Wars to the story of Jesus are very similar stories and then I started watching his dark materials on the BBC and I was like that's the same story this character represents this and that dynamic represents that and da, da, da. and then it, it starts to um seep into like we're, we're watching Home Alone over Christmas and it's like I went like that and and and, and Stacey was immediately like 
no, no, I get it. I get it. The old man helping him is like Yoda. And, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's about all of this. And I know the, and the parents are absent. And I get it. It's the same story. Can we please just watch Joe Pesci fall over some toys? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that. But, but sometimes, like, that's another decision I've made going into 2021. I, you know, I suppose that's, this is just specific to me. I don't know if it helps anyone else or not. But, like, I've made a, a decision. Like, I was like, I used to listen to music all the time. And therefore, I was influenced by, you know, performers or, you know, singers that I really liked um, and, and, and performed in certain ways because I was feeling things all the time listening to these, this kind of music. Um, but then I, when I sort of discovered podcasts, it's like now all I listen to is podcasts. So now everything I, that I sort of feel or, or, or see is I'm becoming very analytical about everything. So I've made a conscious decision to, like, make sure that I do listen to some music as well like so whether i've got podcasts on just while i'm doing things going for a run or or whatever but like in the shower i'll listen to some music like just so i can like just so i can rediscover that size so i think that's a really interesting point about just you know even if someone said it's a great film or, or you know or tv drama or whatever if it is going to have sort of a negative effect on you in terms of what you're going to be thinking about you don't have to watch it just because everyone said it's good. You like you just watch something that's going to make you feel good. Stacey's very good at that. She Ooh. she sort of she will switch off. She'll be working hard on some really serious thing all day, and then she will watch, you know, nonsense on TV because she because she just likes it. Um, yeah. yeah. So just surrounding yourself with with stuff that is going to influence you in whatever way you want to be influenced. I guess it's like whatever works for you. And on that note. Are there any, aside from your own, or could be your own, like, um, are there any books, podcasts, documentaries that you would, um, that you would recommend? So um, the story you talked about is called The Hero's Journey. Yoda, yes, exactly. Yoda is the sage, mm, um, yeah. the protagonist and the antagonist. That's it. And I hear you. I can imagine it's a bit like a porn star trying to have sex and they're probably quite technical about, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, we've got to, got to do this angle so the camera can have a look here. Yeah. I think dissecting and knowing exactly the architecture of things can be really great, Kev, because I think mm. it gives you a deeper meaning and understanding of life. But you're right, to a point it can sometimes be too much where you need escapism. Mm, so I, like, I used to listen to a load of podcasts, but... Sometimes if my brain is too full, I'll just listen to some music mm. or I, every conversation I ever wanted to have had to be about business or a deep philosophical conversation. Mm. Mm. And then sometimes I'm like, nah, let's just talk shit and have a laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think you've got to know when your brain's at, at capacity. I think it's absolutely really important that you protect your mind. Mm. So basically, because here's an interesting thing, I want to bring this up just to show that it's live and we're open. But James here thinks that I'm an annoying person and Kevin looks drained listening to me. Thanks, James. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, that's fine. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. But I brought this up because I, we have had 150, maybe more really nice comments and one, mm. you know, critical one. Yeah, there's always, there's always one of them. <laughs> exactly. But if you focus on that, mm. then that becomes your reality. Whereas yeah. if you focus on what Vicky has said here, which is I need you telling me this all the time, then obviously it, it sort of makes you feel good. So mm. the books you read, the people you talk to, the things that you watch, the music that you listen to, the people you hang around with, the people you're influenced by, that mm. really impressions your mind. Be very, very careful and, and choosy about that sphere of influence, media as well. You know, people moaning about social media all the time, well, unfollow it or block them. Mm. I think that's really important to protect your mind. Now, I love this question about books and podcasts. I'm not going to shout out my own because that would be too self-flatulating. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the answer really is, Kev, it depends, because I've read thousands of books and obviously listened to hundreds of podcasts, thousands of episodes. Um, I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography, Total Recall. The reason mm. I love that is because he's become really successful, top of his game, in three separate disciplines. He's got this really steely, cheeky, like, I can't lose mindset. Um, he knows how to wind people up and get in their head, but also just enjoy himself and have fun. 
I really think you should take your work seriously, but not yourself. So mm. um, I think Total Recall is a, a brilliant book. Um, you know, I, I like Russell's work. You're a good friend of Russell Brand. I like yeah. I like the journey he's going on, how he's evolved as an, you know, he might not like the term influencer, but how he's evolved from comedy to more spirituality to social commentator. I've really enjoyed seeing that journey unfold. Um, so I, there's, I, I don't um, listen to them all, but Joe Rogan gets some good guests and he has such a good variety that you can sort of pick and choose. But um, I, we were actually in talks with Elon Musk to get him on my Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. And then he went on Joe Rogan. And I'm not an envious or jealous person at all, but I was pissed off that Joe <laughs> Rogan got Elon Musk um, when we had a chance. So he's had some great guests like the, the lead singer of Metallica, you know, mm. when he was in and out of rehab, lead singer of Tool. So, mm. yeah, like, so um, there, you know, there's a, a few, I could, the list could go on and on mm. and on. Um, I, I think Think and Grow Rich is a brilliant book for money mindset. Mm. And I think everyone should have a good money mindset um, because I think in the UK there's such negativity around money and you can't flaunt your wealth and you've got to be humble and, you know, talking about money is really bad and it makes you seem greedy and capitalist and power hungry. And that's not the case at all. Um, so that's a good place to start. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, and I will say your your podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. <laughs> um, so, and, and, and just to sort of m m maybe finish off, because um, I'm, I'm interested in, like, obviously from 2020, um, everything is moving more and more online. And we talk about it a lot, about using it in, in the right way. And like, there's a new one out now, Clubhouse, which can be used in a really positive way. Um, and we, we've talked a lot about um, ut utilizing social media for your benefit to, to head towards what you want to do. What, you know, whatever your passion is, you can use social media in a way, um, you know, for the positive and, and you can build a brand through it. And, you, and, you know, people are making money for the craziest things, you know, like making slime or reviewing toys or, you know, <laughs> whatever, like kids are making millions now, just using it in the right way. So there's this massive upside to social media. There's also, obviously on the other side, I've recent, recently watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, which is pretty scary. And, and, and the, there's a real negative side to it. And, and also just... <laughs> Basically, what I want to ask you is, how do you navigate the, the sort of using social media? And you use it a lot, but like using, and, and a lot of successful people do, like using social media to its benefit and using it a lot in the right way and being on top of it, but without falling into the traps of sort of being addicted to it, getting yourself in an echo chamber of opinions where you're not seeing anything from outside of that, just the noise and relentlessness and the negative for your mental health side of social media. How do you sort of navigate the whole thing? Mm. This is a fascinating debate, Kev. I watched The Social Dilemma. And yeah, I do think that the algorithms are designed to make us addictive because they want us on their channel. The more they've got us on their channel, the more they can mm. monetize it. That's mm. their job. Um, I also think there was a lot of irony because a lot of these people were whistleblowing on mm. Facebook when they bloody created the problem or wrote the algorithm or were involved in it or mm. were promoting their own business. So there was right. bit of shenanigans going on there, um, I have to say. But the reality is that doesn't surprise me, Kev, because everything has an upside and a downside. Mm. Um, so you can't, as soon as you see something as all upside, you're in a fantasy, in my opinion, um, because I can't find anything that doesn't have downside. Really, all upside is sort of infatuation and all downside is depression, you know, the, the, the extremes. So if you go on social media expecting it to connect you with friends and make you loads of money and reach millions of people and be brilliant without negative comments maybe headaches if you're on it too long or some sort of addictions or getting involved in rants and arguments, then you were just naive about the reality of it. I'll give you an example. Having a lot of money has downsides. So, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be very wealthy and 
Um, I've been stalked a few times. I've had I've involved with theft and fraud. Um, people, you know, criticize me and accuse me for being, you know, materialistic or I get sent letters every day begging me for money for my foundation. And, um, you know, I have a lot more to lose and you should see my insurance bills for my watches and cars and everything else. So, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, uh, everything has a downside. Um, like w when the um, COVID kicked in, the more um, wealthy you are and the more staff you hire, the more you have to lose. Mm. And if someone who's really wealthy loses it all and goes bust in the UK, they're going to get an absolute beasting. So if you're not naive about the downsides of social media and you know what they are and you manage it well, you'll be fine, which mm. means um, if you find yourself getting addicted to it, put it down. Um, if you find that um, you're, um, you know, getting triggered by it unfollow that thing that's triggering you mm. if you feel like you're getting you know like when you talk to someone or when you go on a website and all of a sudden that thing there's an ad on facebook mm. oh, it's listening to me yeah 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 unfollow the ad and give facebook feedback so that you can curate your mm. own um profile and feed um, choose your social media platform wisely. So the ones that you enjoy the more spend most, most time on and the ones that you enjoy the least spend less time on. Mm. Make sure that it doesn't get in the way of you spending time with your kids or speaking to people or exercising. Limit the amount of time that you're on it, for example. Um, and I am on social media quite a lot, but it's really good for my business and my brand. So I don't really do anything personal on social media. Five percent of my time on social media is scrolling and sort of messing around. And 95 percent of it is building my personal brand and reaching the masses and doing lives for these podcasts and giving value to people. Hmm. Um, but, you know, like anything, there's that fine line. What is it they say that the line between genius and insanity is very fine? Mm. Or the line between social media being good for you and damaging to you is also a fine line. You just got to have wisdom to know where that line is um, and, and, you know, just keep it evolving how you use social media. If mm. you don't like all the negative comments, don't read them. Or if people troll you, block them. Um, if you mm. see stuff on your feed that you don't like, ban it or report it. Because um, mm. Social media feeds you what you've told it you want to see. So if you're seeing a lot of stuff you don't want to see, you need to give the platforms feedback so it will feed you other stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess it's, it's like everything we've talked about. It, it's being, it's being self-aware. It's, be, it's, it's being what, um, recognizing what works for you and then putting that into action through your you know, rules or whatever, like you say, I'll do a certain amount of time on this, or I won't do that. Or if this is triggering me, I'll put it down. Or it's, it's exactly that. This ba everything's balance. We've had a funny comment here. Someone has said, what if it's you, Rob, mate? I.e., if there's some shit on social media you don't want to see, what if it's me? Yeah, block me. I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be in your head causing you shit. So if you hate mm. me, block me. You've done us both a favor. Mm. Um, I, I would just add one more thing to this. Presence is really important. So, you know, if I was doing this live, so my phone is there. It was out the way with the face down. But if I put it just there near the laptop, that's going to ding, 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 and I'm going to see it, and I'm going to mm. be like, and that's bad. I think yeah. if you're on social media, allow yourself to be on social No point being on here going, yeah, 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 or should be playing with the kids. If you're on social yeah. media, be on social media, present on it. Right, I'm going to spend half an hour on social media, guilt-free. And then half an hour done, right, I'm putting that down. Now I'm spending time with Stacey or now I'm spending time with the kids or now yeah. I'm doing something else. But you know that you have conversations with people and they're literally like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. And when it first happened, we hated it. But we started mm. to accept it in society because mm. everyone was doing it. And if if, yeah. if everyone's doing it, well, I might as well do it. And you're boring the shit out of me. All right, then I'll just quickly check. Them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unacceptable, I think. Don't do mm. it. Be present. Mm. Yeah. Be present. I think that's, a, that's a, a good way to finish. Let's be, be present as we head into 2021. Set ourselves some um, things we're going to achieve every day and do it. And look for the upside in the downside all the time. Perfect. 
Yeah, I think mean, that's good stuff. Rob, thank you for thanks for coming on and and, and kicking off our, our 2021. I'm sure I'll be um, pestering you to to come on again at some point and, and see and see where we are when everything's different again. When everything's different again, which it will be at some point. Rob, thanks very much. We'll publish this on my show as well, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. Yeah. Because okay. um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. You know, I'm a massive fan of, of you as well. And there's lots of nice comments here, which is really nice. Um, so it sounds like, you know, we've given up, uplifted people a bit. So that makes me feel really good. Yeah, hope right. so. That's, that's the idea. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. check it out. Thanks, Kev. Cheers, Rob. Bye. Bye.